Welcome to South London Hardcore with your hosts, Bishop Jack McEnroy and Prophet Steve Walsh. <laughs> Bless. Fighting the uh, spiritual war in this day of Pentecostal dirtiness. <laughs> we don't have a sponsor for today's episode, Steve. We don't. I can't reiterate enough how cheap it would be to sponsor the show. Yeah, we're willing to do this for a couple of free meals, aren't we, Steve? The official rate is £4 at the moment, but we're always ready for any sort of barter system. You've had a haircut. You've... Yeah, I got a free haircut from my you friend got a free Aaron. Haircut. Yeah, from well, my friend Aaron. How about we give Aaron the show? Because that was always going to be yeah. the deal, wasn't it? Let's yeah. do that. Let's do that. Aaron Paxton from uh, These City Lights. Go and check out his band. They're on Facebook. They've got a new video uh, for Torn Apart, which is on YouTube. Uh, you find their stuff on thesecitylightsuk.tumblr.com. They're on Facebook as well. So check them out if you like. Uh, I don't know, what music is this, Steve? Pop punk. I guess, yeah. If we are going to try and tie it into South London Connection, uh, the City Lights, probably a chaplain reference on their part, isn't it? Yeah, it did occur to me, City Lights, yeah. yeah. So let's, let's reiterate uh, their South London credentials with that. I did want to mention one of our previous sponsors, Steve, uh, Rasmus fan, uh, Phil Nash. Tenacious P. Tenacious P, yeah. I didn't realise when he was watching the show that he was the one who came up with uh, your nickname. One of many nicknames. You're saying your nickname like I've only got one nickname and it's this. Uh, Stevie Weavy, Big Fat and Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, at the time, Phil was four or five years old, which shows how far back uh, me and him go as friends. Mm. Uh, he knew you when you were a Big Fat and Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, he just, we, we went shopping. I was friends with his sister at the time when we took him out shopping and he just came up with this rhyme and loved it. And uh, I, the thing is, I'm happy to repeat it. It's all true, isn't it? So Weavy. Heavy. Stevie Weavy, Big Fat and Heavy. Yeah, but the Weavy's just a rhyme to get to Heavy, isn't it? That's fine. <laughs> weavy, now this is all my own hair. The internet is the place where this exists, Steve. Without the internet, we literally couldn't do the show, could we? In terms of research and preparation. And, and the fact that it goes out on the internet. Exactly. As a broadcast facility, the internet is a wonderful, wonderful thing, isn't it? But not without its flaws, not without its faults, as with anything, you know, it can't all be good news, can it? You know, it gives, uh, gives people a voice, gives us a voice, but it gives everyone a voice, which is nice in a way. You get to see the grand tapestry of humanity with all its, all its different colours and shades and stitching. <laughs> but sometimes there's drop stitches in there, you know, it's not a perfect embroidery. There's some right wrong ones on the internet. Yeah, I'm glad you took that there because I had nothing else for my metaphor. That was that was me pretty much done in terms of uh, embroidery as an idea. Yeah, um, we had a, a little, I don't know if you call it a run-in. An online fracas. Yeah, yeah. Where you engage with someone. Um, well, there's a group on Facebook. Um, we're not going to name the group. But... No, nah, because, um, you know, I've... It's probably there's some good people there. The thing is, generally, uh, I really enjoy it. As yeah, a there's a lot of good photos and stuff. Of, uh, but it's a, it's a South London related group. Yeah, and what's great about it for me is the fact that you get these photographs and school reports. It's basically like a museum of South London with you know exhibits and it's tagged and it's you know there's dates on it. There's so much information and so much lovely stuff there and things that you're not going to see there because it's it's very much personal social history. It's people putting up. Their school reports, um, 
from mm. schools that are closed now that don't even exist anymore. So these things that just wouldn't have been recorded and stored. Yeah, it's all like, does anyone remember Emma from yeah. the shop on yeah. Trafalgar Street? And people do. And then this sudden, this whole discourse emerges about this, you know, shop that would be too small to be recognised by even, you know, a local museum. So, yeah, it's a wonderful resource and it's a great place. Yeah, on Saturday, um, after the Tottenham game was called off because uh, a player had a heart attack on the pitch, I ended up on the group just browsing and came across uh, this, this thread that had started... There was a guy on there who'd moved away from the area some years ago and uh, was referring to it in its current incarnation as a ghetto, um, which is, I find, to be generally a derogatory term. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it has many meanings, Of right? course, yeah, yeah. But what follows, I think, makes that clear. Yeah. Um, his complaint was that the white people, whites talk like blacks now. There. Yeah, he told a story about hearing a voice on a bus or on the street and he turned around and he was surprised that it was uh, a white person as opposed to a coloured person. And there are a couple of issues there. Firstly, the idea that accents are in some way offensive is ridiculous. Without giving away too much, the guy, and this doesn't give away his identity at all, he'd moved to New Zealand, was, was his argument. He was like, I moved to New Zealand because I don't want my children to grow up with an accent. And I thought two things. I thought, firstly... That is quite uh, a reaction to the possibility of a children having an accent. And secondly, in New Zealand, they'll definitely get an accent. So that part of it where he's prepared to emigrate to avoid accents tickled me, to be honest. If, mm. if, if you're that scared of accents, definitely emigrate because, you know, you're clearly uh, a lunatic and you should probably be away from other people. That's fine. But then using the word coloured... Is... Yeah, with the fact that it was it it was su- such an appalling idea to him that someone should talk like they're black. Yeah. So I call I called him a racist. Yeah. And said, uh, you know, can we get this guy off the group? <laughs> Three and, and a half thousand members. Yeah. yeah. Let's get him out. And yeah, people just started getting stuck into me. You know. This is the thing when someone when that happens when he says something like that and then you respond like that. This is the problem with the internet. People jump in and go, "No, you're wrong for saying he shouldn't be allowed to say that." And, as I say, if you don't like accents and you want to move to New Zealand, that's great. My follow-up point to that would be, at that point, don't talk to me about South London anymore because you, you left. You gave up on South yeah. London. Well, I mean, we'll so, co- yeah, well, that, that... Your, your that, views on South London are redundant. Yeah, now. that becomes a quite a pertinent point uh, shortly after. I decided to kind of... There wasn't anything else to say. You yeah. Know, there was, like, I don't need to explain to this guy that he's a racist. I thought, forget it. But then the woman, um, this woman came in saying, um, I didn't want to raise my kids in a country where white British people are second-class citizens and discriminated against. Yeah. Which is extraordinary. Amazing. I just pasted that and said, listen to yourselves. And you get them going back again, going, yeah, they're, they're butchering our Cockney language, yeah. you know. And this is the problem. Literally morons. Yeah. I, I, and this is the problem. At that point, uh, I stepped in. Because uh, once it became a question of linguistics... It's an area that fascinates me. Well, I'm not I mean, expert, as people but... know, Steve, who listen to the show, I'm kind of, I'll go in all guns blazing. But once it comes <laughs> to the kind of academic side, that's when I hand over to you. <laughs> so you tagged me in at this point. You didn't. I, I just happened to see the comment on, on Facebook and, and read about it. And I was like, and, and the, the bit that got me, I mean, first of all, his point on avoiding accents by moving to a country with a, a famously strong accent 
tickled me. So that's fine. But then other people going, um, yeah, you know, you, you've got... And, you know, the underlying thing to the whole thing is they're talking about black people. They were talking yeah. about... They'll, they'll, they'll phrase, frame it in certain ways. They'll talk about, you know... Ghetto accents and street accents, but what they mean is that yeah, black, they mean that they when mean I live there, have moved to this country. When I was there, it was only white people. Yeah, now it's black people, and it, that's an appalling thing. Yeah, and even the way they talk offends my Cockney ears. And not not Cockney; they're from South London, Steve. Well, there's there's that thing. I, <laughs> not that that matters. I, there's not well, a great deal of difference. The, the, the other thing is, well, if people from South London want to first know Cockneys, I have no problem with that. People from East London might have a problem with that. Whatever. The point is. You can still talk about South London, London slang, generally. But the great thing is you've got these people going, I don't want uh, street talk and urban talk and patois coming in and corrupting my slang. And you're like, listen to yourselves. You don't want slang corrupting slang. If you you're don't having want, a bubble. And I made the point, if you don't want your kids to use slang that comes from another country, then don't teach them any Cockney slang. Because it's, it's mostly Yiddish and Romany. And then I went, you should probably keep them away from English with its roots in Latin and its influence from Scandinavian, Saxon and Romantic cultures. So at that point, all you've got is Celtic. If you can find pre-Roman Celtic as a language to teach your kids, then congratulations, you found the most English language of all. Good luck finding jobs. (laughs) They're lunatics, these people. And the great thing is when you call them out on this, they respond, they're so offended by... Let's, let's call it what it is. The truth. <laughs> English is not a discrete language without influence from other cultures. Cockney rhyming slang is not a slang that doesn't derive from other cultures. All of it does. And their point is they're happy with English to be derived from other cultures. They're happy for Cockney to be derived from other cultures. They don't want their kids to talk like blacks. That's what it comes down to. And Blacks being their word, isn't it, Steve? Oh, black, well, blacks, blacks being <laughs> our word. Because <laughs> they... Uh, then, then we get into the second training argument. So, leaving aside the linguistic uh, origins of English and, and Cockney rhyming slang, on which points they're they're fatally flawed. The guy used the word coloured quite casually. So, did you pull him up on it? No, I no, didn't. No, you left by this point. And he said because uh, he tried to defend your assertion that he was a racist by what's what's the favourite defence of a racist? He had lots of black friends, Steve. No, he didn't have any black friends, Jack. He had coloured friends. <laughs> and I said to him, Keith, you haven't got any coloured friends. You might have some black friends. Yeah. That's a very different thing. And that's, that's probably unlikely. <laughs> but then a woman jumped at this point and had a go at a me. A woman, Steve. A woman. <laughs> How dare they? Um, white woman as well. Unbelievable. Um, white women are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she told me... Uh, well, no, she... Tell a lie. Before that, another guy jumped in and he said, no, no, you can't say black. They're offended by that, so you have to call them coloured. So I, you know, made the point, I just clarified for him, no, you know, people, non-white people prefer, well, Prefer black to coloured. Don't call people coloured. And he told this amazing story, didn't he? And I, again, this is I didn't read it. Did you not? Oh, <laughs> no. An amazing story. I thought you quoted a bit about. Anyway, uh, an amazing story where he. And again, this isn't giving away people's names. He's a delivery driver. I'm not even going to talk about the place he was delivering to. He's a delivery driver that's delivering food to an institution, and uh, he was told by a policeman that when he delivers food to an institution, he shouldn't have a union. He called it a union jack. And if, by the way, if you like your flag. Learn to use the name of it properly. It's a Union Jack if it's on the ship, it's a Union flag otherwise. Call it a Union. I didn't even call him on that. 
These people love their flag, but they don't know how, how it works. Incredible. Probably out of an upside down as well. There's a right way up to Union flag as well. I don't even like it, I don't know the rules. Um, <laughs> so he, he was told by a policeman not to have uh, a Union flag on his van when he's delivering into his place because it might offend people inside. So he refused... They've the... banned Christmas, Stu. <laughs> he said, uh, so obviously I uh, turned the van around and didn't deliver the food. No. Amazing. <laughs> he thinks his right to decorate his workspace <laughs> is more important than someone getting food. Here's <laughs> essentially his point. So I called him on that, and he disappeared at this point. Cause, uh, and I said, I, I explained as well, and I'll, I'll make it clear now for anyone who's listening and is not sure why. The Union Jack, or Union Flag, is offensive to a lot of people. And I'll give, and, and this this other woman that attacked me for the black colour thing also made the point. She went, I, I made my point, which I make now about the Union flag, which is it's the St George's Cross laid over the crosses of St Andrew and St Patrick. It's a symbol of imperialism and oppression. It is the flag of a conquering nation laid over the nations it has conquered. If people can't understand why people from those conquered nations don't want to see that flag, think about it just for a second. It's not, not a nice thing. Forgetting any historical connotations, you know, in the modern world, there's still echoes. Also, for me personally, and I know I'm very much in the minority here, I don't like You're this it discriminated uh, white minority, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, one, I'm, I'm a second-class citizen in uh, another country. Um, I, and I know we, we definitely disagree on this because you had a Union flag painted on your bedroom wall as a teenager. Yeah, with a massive uh, cockerel painted over the top. Yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Because you think the Union flag is... And this is the thing. It's a, I, I think it's the Britain's flag. <laughs> it's, it's a design classic. Well, you People, know my nickname when I was a teenager, Steve, when I was in the uh, BNP, Union Japanese. <laughs> Just to clarify, that's not true. <laughs> Just in case, Steve. They called you Crippler in the BNP. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't like it as, as a piece of design. You don't? No. I think it's an ugly flag. And I know this is the point. Oh, no. I think exactly, it's... Exactly, Well, the yeah. thing is, right, in terms of... Your, I think you, you raise... Obviously, you raise a valid point about it being a symbol of oppression. Yeah, that's... And that doesn't mean that people... Um, people don't have to go mad about that, do they? No. And I'm following... I mean, that's... I'm follow irre- you. Don't follow the show. I'm following you. <laughs> that's an irrefutable point. Yeah. My, my point on aesthetics is mean, a uh, personal response. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms... Just in terms of the political side, I mean, that's a long... From my point of view, that's a long time ago. Absolutely. I don't think we should go around no? commissioning a new flag. No? As much as I love new flags, you know, South Sudan, for example. <laughs> I'm a big flag fan. I and I just think this is the point. This is the woman pulled me up and went, "What's wrong with the St George's flag?" And I went, "Nothing. It's a beautiful flag. Lovely <laughs> red cross and a white background. Yeah. Gorgeous. Beautiful, elegant, simple design. I didn't like the Union flag. What's your point?" And, uh, you know, so these idiots will respond viscerally without even reading what they I've said. They don't know what it's. But no, about. I mean, I do, I do like it as a piece you, of design. Exactly, that's a you're a fan. Exactly, and this is the thing: we disagree on that point. I think, However, I think the Irish uh, tricolour is pretty ugly. Too, so. It's a, a, it's quite a bland. Oh, ugh, yeah, colours. Yeah, it's not what you think. <laughs> this is my thing. I'm not putting the Irish tricolour against it as an no, example of a great. Don't because you will lose. <laughs> so uh, this woman had a go at me about flags wrongly um, and then decided to be a bit more wrong by telling me that um, black people don't like to wear black they like to wear coloured and her evidence was her cousin's boyfriend is Jamaican and I'm going to make this point and I don't I didn't make this point online because I don't want to be this guy but all the way through she spelled Jamaican wrong and I was like uh, you can't be quoting Jamaican Jamaican yeah 
she had light on her in the middle, and I was like, and it's just it, it's, it's this thing that just bothers me where. Well, it's, that's the difficult thing on the internet. It's so easy to go after someone because they can't spell. Yeah, absolutely. It's the it's the lowest form of it, where you just sort of... All the way through, we had a, a debate on English, and I was just dying all the way through to go, yeah. if you love English so much, learn it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what it comes down to. It's the mangling of a language that you claim to love. And all you're doing is a, a mockery of it. Um, but we'll, we'll get on to her various... Uh, Issues of English uh, later on, but her, her assertion <laughs> later was, on in the uh, show. Later on in the show, <laughs> part four. Uh, but she, her, her point was, and it's similar to uh, the point made by the gentleman earlier with his coloured friends. She was like, "My cousin's boyfriend is Jamaican," and he apparently, when she re- relayed back to him my point, he was offended that I was establishing myself as a spokesman of the black community. Get Glenmore on the phone. I've got a question for him. <laughs> <laughs> later on I, I said to her about the the bloke she spoke to and she went well actually uh you know I, I know a lot of his family and they all agree so she did a quick sort of headcount survey and basically uh, and this is a great thing the way she phrased it was uh no no uh I spoke to him and he said him and his yardy mates have no problem with the phrase coloured. Oh, I didn't read that. No, did you not? That was my oh. favourite bit. Because then, uh, uh, that again intrigued me. So I got back and went, a lot of Jamaicans don't like to be called yardies, as far as I understand. And this is the thing. I don't have uh, a lot of black friends. I've got black friends. I'm not yeah. doing, you know, uh, I haven't got a quota. I haven't got, yeah. you know, a minimum amount. I'm not going to do it as a percentage of, you know, the friends I've got. But I know some people from the West Indies. My mum's uh, best friend in London is from St. Lucia. Your cousin's boyfriend. <laughs> um, and obviously uh, with yourself and, you know, just last week talking to Lakeisha. I think she mentioned in passing conversation that uh, Jamaicans, a lot of Jamaicans aren't happy with the phrase Yardy being attached And I saw something Yeah, it's quick because it can be considered quite offensive. It's I mean, a, certainly you wouldn't go, yeah, him and his Yardy mates. Yeah, I wouldn't, I would never presume to use it about a stranger. And I believe there was some kind of issue with referring to white people as white, Steve. That wasn't... Another woman came here at this point, and, uh, and at this point... Uh, and again, at this point, another another old friend comes up where uh, people go, uh, it's political correctness, isn't it? Yep. Put this PC lock. This, this is that you... I mean, all you, every, time you, every time it comes up, you just direct people to Stuart Lee's video. I, where... See, I, I didn't. I, I was tempted, but I thought... No, they wouldn't understand. This is the problem. You're, you're dealing with people... That can't understand really basic ideas. Mm. Stuart Lee's comedy is wonderful, isn't it? There's a depth and sophistication. Yeah, yeah. one of my top five. Oh, yeah. For me, right now in Britain, the best going. Yeah, the best going. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm it'd be a waste of time, isn't it? I don't want to be spamming the group with him, and they're clicking on it again. He's just lying on the floor belching. Like, he was doing it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> He's breaking comedy down. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is the other problem, of course, with uh, the internet. The discourse quite quickly deteriorates as well, because you know this the woman that made the point about um, black people, coloured people, and yardies also made a point about she loves English. That's the same. Not well enough to worry about capitalisation or apostrophes, or but we're not going to get into that. But she loves English, but and she loves uh, Cockney Rhyme Sam. But what she doesn't like is Americanisms and ghetto talk. Her words, mm-hmm. um, which didn't stop her from using. LFMAO, uh, you know, various various bits of text speak, which I would argue, she was talking about, she talked about the Queen's English at one point, and I was like, there's no such thing. Usage comes uh, from everyday use. There's no, we don't have, a, and I made the point to people as well, they were like, 
English needs to be protected from ghetto talk. And I was like, well, that isn't how English works. If, you, no. if a word's used widely enough, it becomes English. It gets in the dictionary. In France and Germany, they have, I don't know if you know this, they have particular boards and tribunals set up to determine what are French and German words. Mainly oh, to stop American words getting into the language. Which people go, that's great. That's a pure language. Wonderful. French and German will never have the global reach of English because the strength of English comes in its flexibility. It absorbs from a number of sources, including uh, Jamaican Patois. And it's a strength, not a weakness. These people don't see that. They don't want their kids talking about black kids. So they want English to stop now and not absorb anything else. And, and basically die on its ass. She So she made the point she doesn't want slang from other countries um, coming into our language. Then she called me a twat. Uh, which, fair enough, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that's not, uh, you know, a good shout. Stevie Weavy, twat and heavy. <laughs> but um, the word twat comes uh, from an old Norse word, so don't use it. But we were saying, Steve, about the white, calling white people white, because you, re- I, did, I stopped reading at this point, but you revealed this to me on the way here. Yeah, a woman uh, made the point about it's political correctness, it's not, it's politeness. And she said, uh, you know, some white people don't even like to be called white. They're offended by that, and that blew me away. More so <laughs> than black people preferring to be called coloured, because I'm not a black person. So I white don't people know like that. to be called what? Uncoloured. Peach. <laughs> peach is their uh, nomenclature of choice, apparently. Extraordinary. I've, have you ever met a peach person? I'm sitting here right here. <laughs> I'm offended by that, Jack. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those ones where. Either she's made that up to make a bad point online, which is silly, but, you know, she's obviously desperate to make a point, or it's true. I've never heard it, so I'm pretty sure it's not true. And to bring it back to a South London point, this is this is the problem with South London, isn't it? Where there's a draw between people attempting to regenerate it and drive out decent working-class people, and horrific working-class people... Essentially, I want driven out. Hmm. I want these people who don't want to live alongside black people to move away. I want them to move to New Zealand. Well, this, to move to this is the kind of uh, before you get on to that, Steve. This may be a kind of comfort in part of it. Is it seemed to me that most of these people who were sort of of that mind were people who had moved away. Yeah, I don't know where they've gone. Or well, they can't wait to. They can't wait to. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of them seem to have already gone. So, I mean, the area that I know and love. That's not the area they're talking about. They're talking about some fantasy of, uh, you know, in the 1970s, you know, when they, there was no black people in the Aylesbury. Yeah. It was brilliant. They are not representing the area at all anymore. No. They can talk about, the um, you know, going to a certain pie mash all they want. Yeah. But they're not living it anymore. And good. I'm glad I'm not going to bump into these people in the street. This is the thing. I think one of the things I like about South London is the fact that you don't tend to run into... Most people I meet in South London are lovely really nice because oh, I don't think we should go too far Steve no because no, a lot of people are vile aren't they but... yeah but I don't tend to meet them. I don't tend to run into them I'm, I'm calling them as I see it I know loads of people who live in South London and we've got really and you travel exclusively on the bus yeah this is the thing I'm out there I'm at buses and bus stops and generally people are um, fine it's not a problem but this is this is the thing people uh, and it's a thing that happens a lot on this particular group and, and the internet in general and life in general people hearkening back to this imagined golden age. Uh, and someone even said it earlier on in the thread where they went, you know, you used to be able to leave your front door open. Mm. And I was talking to my mum about it the weekend and she uh, grew up uh, around the Elephant Castle uh, in the 
sort of 50s and 60s. And she told two, or made two very good points. Uh, firstly, the idea that you used to be able to leave your front door open was absolutely true, absolutely accurate. No one thought of shutting doors or locking doors because no one had anything to nick. <laughs> yeah. If you go into that house, what are you taking? There's nothing. And this mm. is the problem now. People go, oh, street crime's out of control. Yeah, because people are carrying telephones that are also cameras that also <laughs> connect to the internet and give you global positioning services. Or you take one thing from someone mm. on the street and it's £300 worth of gear. Of course there's going to be more street crime. Mm. It's ridiculous because there's more to steal. So you take the the boon of technology and advancements with the danger that you're suddenly, you know, we've got more material goods. In in the in the forties, you could quite reasonably stop a person at knife point, get into out of their pockets, and they would literally have two coins and a button. People carry buttons in their pockets. Do you remember when that was a thing? I don't remember you it. Watch it. You ever look in films? You ever look in films? And people would just like routinely would empty their pocket yeah. and there'd be a button in there. Because people would just carry a button with them. When was I saying you carried a button? I have one attached inside of my shirt. <laughs> yeah, you don't keep them around your pocket, are you? No, and if, if a button goes in my shirt, I chuck it away, don't I? Because I'm living yeah, a life of luxury. Exactly, yeah, because uh, the world's moved on. The second point I'm on made um, was, again, people like to point to this uh, utopian existence in South London before these terrible black people arrived. Essentially, is their argument. They like mm-hmm. to address it up in lots of other ways. Um, but, and again, this is not from my personal experience, from the experience of people related to me. Um, before, uh, well, also there was a lovely crossover. There was famously uh, the signs that went up in boarding houses: no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. They were the three main groups you were to keep out, except guide dogs. <laughs> I guide Irish. <laughs> I'm a blind Irishman. The dog can stay. You've got to go <laughs> but um, our mum uh, told me an, an amazing story where um, in South London before. You know, she she was literally spat at and had stones thrown at her on her way to school because she was Irish. Um, but she had this amazing story where it was uh, Holy Communion Day at church, and the English kids who went, who were um, obviously Church of England as opposed to Catholics, weren't involved in it, um, went round with sticks with dog <laughs> on the end to try and ruin the Catholic girls, Irish Catholic girls' uh, communion dresses. Oh yeah. So the idea that before black yeah, people turned up, exactly. everyone was wonderful. No, people would all be on children. That's what people were doing. When so I, good good luck with your, your good old days. When I first met Hassan's dad, um, he's Bengali, right? Yeah. I mean, when I walked into the flat, right, and he was sitting at the dinner table reading a book called Curry, A Biography, <laughs> which made me really laugh. <laughs> But yeah, he told this story about uh, working on like a building site, I think it was, or certainly like some kind of manual job in uh, presumably the 60s or probably 70s actually. And like this guy would repeatedly say, uh, some English, some Irish, some rubbish. And he beats him to think it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the thing, you know, you can call it political correctness, but thankfully those attitudes are gone now. Mm. And the idea that we should bemoan that is uh, alien to me. Another thing that came up, um, and is also kind of a reason why I deleted, uh, blocked kind of a friend of mine on Facebook, you know, sort of severing some ties, really, from yeah. a kind of... This was on, on the weekend, life. No, no, this oh, was right. ages ago, but right. it, it was, I noticed it. Not, not, when I say in the group, right, most of the group is someone taking a photo of a block of flats from 70 years ago, mm. right, which Brilliant. is great. Brilliant. Yeah, but, you know, just things that come up, you know, 
about you know all these hair shops and yeah. chicken shops and like you know all you know selling weaves you know that's what multiculturalism is yeah. you know just like very very thinly veiled racism basically yeah and as I say the problem our is our stuff is better than your stuff yeah our bland pie mash is better than your bland chicken <laughs> you know what I mean or your very spicy chicken <laughs> No, you don't harp on one particular element of South London culture. But if pie and mash was the pinnacle of South London cuisine and dominated the harsh in South London, I'd probably move to New Zealand because uh, never enjoyed it. I much prefer uh, many, and I, I, you know me, don't even like spicy food. But no, I, I'll, 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 I do. I enjoy pie mash, and uh, we're going to go for a pie mash. Uh, we are, yeah. In a couple of weeks' time. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is quite a bland meal. I mean, it's not the sort. Of, you know, people are. Oh, def- I'd have it for my last meal. There, there was a discussion relating to pie and mash on the group at the weekend, and your dad hmm. said, uh, "It's a great quote." He went, uh, "I don't mind it, but it's not in my top twenty meals or takeaway <laughs> meals." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, what a great, you know, he's, he's, I don't think he's made a list, but he's just so, off the top of his head, he can name 20 things he'd rather eat. And I, that's where I am. I'm like, and the thing is, I like pie. I like mash. If you come, if you came around here, Steve, and I, I bought a decent pie. You've done it, did, you've done it. We've had yeah, and I've, I've made my own mash. It's of a much higher quality. Yeah. I think pie mash, I mean, I do like pie mash as much as I like, you know, chicken and chips or whatever. So you pay, you say pie mash, don't you? Not pie and mash. No, pie mash, yeah, one, one word. Yeah, you see, that, <laughs> that's something I've never noticed until this weekend as well, where people were talking about it. I've always called it pie and mash, but it's pie mash. Yeah, pie mash, yeah. I know, right. I mean, it's obviously, it's I an East London thing. things about South London. It, but I think it's kind of, it's the epitome of people exaggerating a certain element to give themselves an identity. Yeah. Because it's, it can't, like my dad was saying, it can't possibly be your favourite meal. Yeah. This, and this is the thing. This is my problem with people who, who disagree with you know, the passage of time, which, by the way, good luck with ignoring the passage of time. If if we agreed in, you know, 1947 that pie mash was it, we weren't going to bother us, mm. and we're not letting anyone over with their cuisines, that will do us. You'd give up, wouldn't you? Mm. be horrible. And, it, and this is the problem. People talk about South London and the multiculturalism. It's wonderful, isn't it? So nice to sort of have all these things. The world comes to you. Your dad's on the group... Uh, tends to spend a lot of the time assuring people that have moved away that it's not a crime ridden Ah, oh, the best, the best bit I read. Someone said, uh, "What is Waterloo like for crime, and are the transport links any good?" <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, until two years ago, you could get to France directly <laughs> from Waterloo, right? I mean, it's that, imagine saying that. I mean, if somebody's coming up with that, they're so removed. Yeah. I mean, you ask someone who's had a granddad from like from South London, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's fine, isn't it? How was it at your shop? Oh. Hi. I'm here. How are you? Start the star of the show. The star of... We're just, we're just waiting. We've got, like five, we've got five minutes left, Akisha. Why? We're just finishing off. Where's my dinner? Maybe I'll just do it straight after. <laughs> it's a quick, it'll only take 15 minutes. My legs hurting, I'm tired. Would it be okay if I said, speaking of monoculturalism, Lakeisha just arrived or not? What's this? You're doing another. F- I'm not on it anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. People okay, hashtag you more Lakeisha. Louis. Louis. Oh no. Uh, that was my shoe. <laughs> Louis did. Uh, Louis did describe you as the Queen of Peckham. 
Queen of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're tagged in that as uh, Kishme, so. People loved it, man. Kish and Kishme. Uh, speaking of multiculturalism, Lakeisha's just arrived from her driving lesson. I don't appreciate that. I'm not here to tick an ethnic box. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> if you want to hear more from Lakeisha, go back to uh, the Brixton episode. More Lakeisha. Hashtag more Lakeisha. Yeah, we love Lakeisha. Hashtag. Come on. Let's get this trending. Come on. So, to end on a more positive note, Steve. You're off out this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go to the uh, opening of the... Um, New skate park in Telegraph Hill Park. I did get some literature through my door uh, a few months ago. Some uh, middle class people in the area, <laughs> presumably, <laughs> um, opposing the building of a skate park. And where I live, on, we live on a one way street, so you get kids all the time just skateboarding past the front door, you know, building like little ramps in the street and stuff. And uh, presumably, these people would rather see a kid run over having to skateboard in the road then give up a small corner of their park it might affect the price of their property so you know kids that's obviously what it is isn't it the price of their property yeah kids get hit by cars all the time but skate parks they don't want to have Badasha's kids uh, smoking weed in their parks do they (laughs) but yeah I was telling you this I'm going to this we um, we were walking through Telegraph Hill um, on the way here today and there was a sign you know there was a few posters on trees and I was making the point that um all these kids are middle class anyway. Every yeah. time you see a kid skateboarding, it's you a middle like, class kid. The When's the last time you saw working class kids? You know, these are your kids just let them have a skate park. The posh kids are complaining about posh kids skateboarding. Yeah. As I said it, this black kid comes skateboarding <laughs> yeah. down the road. On the same side as us. We had to move. We had to move out of his way while I was trying by. to make a point of there's no working class person who's ever had a skateboard in London. That can be middle class. Well, There are there's issues with social mobility, isn't there? Essentially. Yeah. If I knew there were black people on skateboards, I would have built the park earlier. (laughs) If I was properly promoting the Telegraph Hill Festival, which it seems to be part of, I probably should have done it before it started and finished. (laughs) There's like a cake sale on Saturday as well. Oh wow. So but that would have already happened by people time people listen to this. That's a good point. Follow us on Twitter at SLHC Podcast. Go to our website, southlandhardcore.com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes, find us on Facebook, etc. If you're not a fan of multiculturalism, don't listen. You know. Yeah, uh, unfollow us, don't go to the website, do all the, you know, find a little corner and uh, look at some flights to New Zealand. Go to Australia. Yeah, go, go, to, go to the other side of the world. Yeah. Have a lot of time. I understand the website. Go back to where you came from, yeah? <laughs>